Hey, welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a Hall of Fame financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Student loan debt is reaching a crisis level. So in today's episode, Gregory is going to knock you over with some mind-numbing statistics on student loan debt and how people, even in their 60s, are still paying off their student loans. Then you're going to hear Gregory help a caller with his student loan debt issues. We help someone who is sending us comments from Facebook Live, and then we help another guy who is sending us comments from the Periscope app. He was watching us there. If you're looking for some more student loan guidance, your gift may help you out. Go to winningatlife.com slash 12. This is episode 12, so winningatlife.com and the number 12, one, two. Winningatlife.com slash 12. It's a train wreck, and it just keeps piling up. It is totally out of hand, and it's going to affect the GDP. It's going to affect our economy. It's going to affect industries like housing, mortgage loans, car buying. The effect of student loans is delaying house purchases by eight years. That is tremendous. Well, that means they're not borrowing money either, which is affecting the mortgage business out there. It's a domino effect. Well, then it's affecting furniture sales, curtain sales. Those lawnmowers, they're not being bought either, and they're not breaking and being repaired either. Yeah. You know, it, it could this be affecting having kids and family? As well. Absolutely. Another thing. Or is this going to be, gosh, she was a great girlfriend, but once she found out I owed $70,000 in college loans, she dropped me like a hot potato. You you think it might be affecting that? It's definitely. We know it's affecting that. I was on, a few years ago, I was on airplane heading somewhere, and a lady next, we got talking about, students and loan debt and such and and she her daughter had just graduated from ivy league school got a top-notch job needed to because her debt was 100k and her instruction her marching orders to her daughter was do not marry somebody with college debt like you have how about none would have been the march do not marry anybody with college debt because you've got too much could you imagine or hooking up with somebody else with a hundred thousand, they wouldn't be able to buy a house for the next fifteen years. Yeah. So here's the number: it's one point five trillion dollars. Now, you know, you you hear conversations about we need to wipe that off. Okay, let's just forgive that and add that to the national debt. Yeah, we that's wrong. that's crazy. That's increasing debt by five percent. We as a country can't afford that. Then what? We'll, we'll, well, I paid my own weight. Don't I get my money back? You know, this is not something that is going to be a quick fix. Let's go through some more stats here. Total, once again, total student loan debt, $1.52 trillion. Total U.S. borrowers with student loan debt, 44.2 million people. Delinquency. Or default rate, 10.7%. That means they're 90 days plus delinquent. Total increase in student loan debt in the most recent quarter, $29 billion. This is some outrageous money. They had a caller on Saturday's show. They were talking about they're just living the life. They're enjoying it through college, and, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. 
Got to have my own apartment. Got to have my kegs. That's the natural result when you make access to cash that easy. New, and they define it as this, the total increase in student loan debt in the most recent quarter, $29 billion. New delinquent balances, 30-plus days, $32 billion. Do the age breakdown. Yeah, this is crazy. As of 2017, here's the breakdown of student loan borrowers by age. Under 30 years old is $16.8 million. All right, stop right there because the total number is $44 million. And so under 30 was how many, 16? 16.8 million. So we still have 28 million people. Yeah, all right. and they're all older than 30. So we go 30 to 39 million, 12.3 million. All right, so what, what does that put us at? 16 plus 12 is 28. So we're about halfway. Half of our student loan debt, people are over 40. 40 to 49 is 7.3 million. Okay. 50 and up. You ready? Eight. Point four million dollars, fifty and up. You mean eight point four million borrowers? You said dollars. I'm sorry. Yeah, borrowers. Eight point four million of those. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Fifty to fifty nine is five point two million borrowers. Sixty plus is three point two. You're going to see people's social security checks garnished because of their college debt. Yes, social security checks can be garnished. If you have outstanding student loan balances, it's happening to a few thousand people right now. Now, I just know the debt's a problem, and you're you're giving 18, 19, 20-year-olds the chance to borrow money, and they're not wired for what is the downroad effect of that. But I'll, I'll give you this one number. Unemployment rate, July 2018 for Americans with at least a bachelor's degree was 2.2%. If you didn't have... A college degree, it's 4% unemployment. Derek, you're going to be first up on Winning It Life with Gregory Ricks. Thanks for calling in, Derek. What can we do for you over in Picayune? Yeah, I've been uh, blessed and uh, kind of uh, perturbed this year with a lot of overtime, and I've got about, about seven to $10,000 extra money that I didn't budget on. And my question is, should I put it in savings to get my savings up to the uh, three to six months that it should be, or should I pay off a student loan? Oh, my gosh. Tell me about the student loan. Uh, well, I graduated about 13 years ago. I've got about just over 6000 left, and it's at like 2.5% interest. So what's the monthly payment on that? Right now I'm paying about two and a quarter a month. And how long did you say, how much did you have, about six k left? Just over six k. So tell me about emergency savings then. Um, if I spend this money, I got about the equivalent of about two months. So with what's going on in your life, how much extra income do you project a month over the next six months? Yeah, like are you going to still oh, get this overtime? Oh. Is that what we're asking? Oh, yeah. I, I, I expect this overtime to continue until the rest of the year, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to be 15 to 20% above my normal pay. So you could probably have an additional 6k by end of the year yeah i would say that's probably a fair assessment yeah here's where i would go i'd park this money to emergency because we don't that's why there are emergencies or surprises that's why you have emergency money you don't know what yep. might happen i would put this money to that and take this next six months and make that college loan go away okay both are positive and both can change your life. 
Oh, yeah. Because then you've got emergency money fixed. You've got the debt law. Debt is gone on the college loan. Then 2019 is a different story for you on what to do going forward. I'm glad you called. Gosh, you're just like, wow, this is awesome for you. I'm excited for you. And what can happen for you going forward having these two things in place? Either way, I knew it was good. Either one would be good. I just didn't know which one would be. Yeah. And you're way ahead on that college loan, but fix that savings, make sure that's secure. And then with the rest of the year, go ahead and get rid of that college loan and you're golden. Yeah. God bless that overtime, huh, Derek? Awesome. Yeah. Good thing. (laughs) Congrats. Yeah, congrats, Derek. Okay, Gregory, we have a question from the Facebook Live comments over here. Jordan says, I am wondering how I should approach this situation. I have student loans, which are about $20,000. And then in parentheses, he, he says, left to pay. And I am investing in my 401k at work to the maximum. Sounds good. Should I start investing in a Roth IRA or should I pay off that student loan debt first? I've been told by some people that I should not make any investments till all my debts are paid off. What's the best way to go about doing this? Question mark. All right, so I'm going to make some assumptions here. He's paying the minimum on his student loans, which is peanuts, and it doesn't hardly pay it down at all. But he has a little extra money at the end of the month. Should he throw the extra money at the student loan or start a Roth? Because his 401k is maxed. Well, one part we don't know. He's, he's wanting to get in IRAs and such, but does he have the foundation? Does he have emergency savings if there's a pause in income or that emergency? Because otherwise he's going and creating more debt through a credit card, borrowing from somebody to do that. Or if he had threw money into a Roth, guess what he's doing? Undoing that Roth. And then there's penalties for that. So now you've lost money. So having savings, having emergency savings is a part of investing. So you are investing. You're just doing it really conservative with that part. We're not supposed to put all our money at risk. All of our money's not supposed to be moderate or aggressive. So create that savings, kind of making those payments, build up some savings that's reasonable. Then focus on getting rid of the debt. We'll hear stories about somebody retiring and they're starting social security and they're still paying on their college debt scary thing part of your investing for the future is getting rid of debt start managing debt in a better way don't let it pile up to where it becomes a problem and takes away from savings no debt means you have more excess money pt barnum in his book in 1880 said live below your means why should you why should i live below I means well if you spend everything you make to live you're not saving so you're not living below your means that's what that means so i for one thinks he should work towards knocking out that debt now should everybody go to college i'd like to know the percentages that are dropping out who's not finishing they probably shouldn't have started anyhow because now they've created debt or wasted time do you have to go to college to be a plumber how about technology? Coding. Is that in demand, James? Very much so in demand. Whatever it is. Who says you have to do that full time? You can work and go to school. And guess what? You don't have debt in doing so. This t- kind of like, well, I'm just going to focus on schooling the next several years and live off the loans. That's going to be painful going forward. Okay, so this is MJ over here in Periscope. 
Sounds like he's in a tough spot. I make $28,000 a year and have 243000 in student loan debt, hyphen. Can I declare bankruptcy? Question mark. Think bankruptcy's getting you out of student loans oh. at the core right there. And what college degree did you get that cost 243000 bucks and you're only scoring twenty eight k a year? Madison? Does it start that low? What do you mean start that low? Like when you, when you get out of medical school, dude. Mm. Hey, they could have went to medical school, spent that money, and not be practicing in medicine. Law? I, I don't know what else would generate that much borrowing and give you that much upside without it being medicine. And that that's a great deal of schooling as well to spend that. Uh, that's just my only thought, but um, that here here's the that is gosh, it's so scary to be borrowing money through education. And he, here is he says it was medical school. Okay, in my last year working part time, now that say now drawing blood. I don't know. Are you phlo, uh, phlebotomist? Is that what's going on? But yeah, that's. That's the follow-up. That's the scary thing of borrowing money, regardless of the level, whether somebody finishes school with sixty thousand in debt or hundred thousand, or they did Ivy League and they're over hundred thousand, is they should go to school living like a pauper. You're you just should be surviving. You should be just getting by, not living the life, driving a nice car, traveling to Europe or whatever. You should be living like a pauper to do this. If you're married, then the family's going to live that way, or you need to get your butt to work while going to school, and you need to be about finishing it so you can make the money, but you also need to do the math, and it's not hard to find out, okay, I'm in this career. What What is my likely income scenario, and then how can I live, and then what's that bill I got to pay, and how fast can you pay it off? You need to not, how much can I borrow is how little can I get by on, work part-time, work in the summer, work during the holidays, and if you're needing to supplement that a little bit, then borrow for that amount. We have to change the mindset on this. This is going to affect generations to come, all this college debt, and it is now well over a trillion dollars and people are going to be handcuffed and you're not, unless you get a president to, you know, with a stroke of a pen, make it all go away. We, the people are not going to absorb this. That's going to just about do it. Thank you very much for hanging out through the entire podcast episode. I want to remind you that your special gift for hanging out on the show today, winning at life.com slash 12, winning at life.com slash 12. We've got some great notes and tools to help you with student loan debt issues. Thanks for hanging out today. We do this six days a week. Catch all of our episodes live and on podcast with the Winning at Life app. What is your retirement story? Let us help you build a retirement story that you will be proud of. Let us be your guide, your Sherpa. My office number is 504-832-9200 or go to gregoryricks.com. Join the Winning at Life Nation, your home away from the show, winningatlife.com and the Winning at Life app. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. 
AE Wealth Management, Gregory Rickson Associates, WJ Blanchard Law LLC, Jay Heath and Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Rickson Associates is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.